And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hope you have an amazing day. Wanted to spend a few minutes with you guys and talk to you about um, something that really helps us uh, make some good sales, close a lot of people, uh, close a lot of new reps into the team, and things like that. It's a uh, simple little trick or hack, but when you implement it, it can be pretty profound. So um, this is as simple as taking a deposit. So that's the trick. I just gave it away right in the first minute, but the trick is taking deposits. So you may know this. I came from the world of car sales, uh, motorcycle sales, things like that. And you know, while it is true, there is some sketchy people in the industry, uh, just like there is in every industry. Um, the majority of people that sell sell cars are are good people. They're moral people, and they don't actually make that much money on the car. So if you think you're getting destroyed, you might be. But generally speaking, it's a very uh, nominal margin type of game. Um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, we, we could actually have entire conversations about that industry. Um, but anyway, I came from that world, got into corporate sales eventually, and then you know was full-time in network marketing. Um, but in car sales, one of the things that we would do to secure a deal, and this is people that are generally more advanced, and this is not really that advanced of a trick, but only the more advanced people would really know that they needed to do this. And kind of the adage in car sales is, if someone leaves the lot without buying a car or giving you money of some kind, like they're not coming back. Um, you know, of course, you might get some comebacks. It, it does happen, but it's pretty rare. And this is rare from even the people that you trust the most. So you could like th- you could thoroughly trust someone. You're like, oh man, that guy's definitely coming back. And then you, they disappear and you never see him again. And this happens a lot. Um, always rookie salespeople are always like, you know, believing that their people will come back. And meanwhile, the veterans are looking at them like, oh, you just wait, you know, they don't come back. And um, it's not just a car sales thing. It's a sales thing in general. And I know a lot of people listening to this might think like, oh, I'm not in sales. I'm not in recruiting. I just help people find good products or I help people build a good, amazing life with a new income stream, blah, blah, blah. That's all uh, rhetoric different types of words, verbiage, vocabulary for recruiting or sales. The end of the day, 
You do recruit people if you're network marketing and you do sell people things. Um, it's just the fact. And so the sooner that you get to that point where you say, I recruit people slash I enroll people or whatever, or I sell things, the faster you can come to peace with yourself as to what you actually do. Um, for me, that was really hard because the more benign you are in what you do, number one, the harder it is for you to get results because your brain doesn't actually know what you're trying to accomplish. And number two, the more weird you sound to, to, to like high-functioning prospects. Um, literally, the higher the functioning the person, the more they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Like they're high-functioning people are bottom-line type of people, okay? So if, you know... It, I'll give you a real life example. Occasionally I'll get prospected by someone who doesn't do any homework and they'll like literally prospect me um, out of nowhere, like doing the stuff that we teach people not to do. And sometimes they'll say things like really benign, you know, like, oh, I help transition, I help transition business um, online from other major retailers. What? Like, what does that mean? Um, So, just anyway, start using more concrete terms. You'll attract higher quality people. You'll actually tell your brain what you're actually doing and your brain can produce better results. A little bit of a tangent, but the point is when you are trying to sell something or recruit someone, most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, if you don't get them to take some level of action, they're not going to come back. Now, thankfully, in a business opportunity scenario, a lot of times you can go um, what, what you'd call like meeting to meeting or presentation to presentation, meaning like, you know, this guy might not sign up on the spot today and that's okay. But as long as I s- basically sell him another presentation, free one, as long as I sell him on another presentation or book my next meeting from a meeting, we call it bam fam, book a meeting from a meeting, you know, I've, I've got a pretty good shot, right? So, you know, many times you might have a two or three or four step process to recruit someone and that's okay. I'm not necessarily saying you have to push that down to a one-step process. What I am saying is you need some level of commitment from people on step one, even if it's just the commitment of they're going to watch another presentation by XYZ date. Now, when you get to the point where it's time to sign up, right? It's time to, it's time to make a sale or it's time to sign up or it's time to do something like that. This use, just so you got to give it, give you an idea. This usually happens on the first or second contact. Okay, now it depends on what they've been through beforehand. If you have a legitimate funnel, you know, like, you know, ours, our ARC prospects are super pre-qualified. They go through a ton of stuff. By the time they get to one of the people on a team, they're very heavily pre-qualified. Someone literally just left their window open with a dog sitting out of it. So if you hear that barking, it's because a dog is trying to escape the death trap of a hot car. And he will because the windows are open. But anyway, um, Regardless of how many steps your process is, you should know roughly at which point people should generally start handing over their credit card. Could be in step one, could be in step six, whatever. But whenever that time comes, and if they don't give you the payment for whatever reason, the thing that you want to try and do is get a deposit from them. And that deposit is a sign of good faith from them to you that they're actually going to move forward. They just need to get X, Y, Z in line. They need to get their ducks in a row in some capacity. And the crazy thing, it doesn't actually matter how much the deposit is. So back in the car days, you know, we could be selling a literally a $50,000 car and we could take a deposit for a hundred bucks. And we would tell them, hey, I don't care how much the deposit is. 
you can take a deposit for $100 and it would literally cause that person to come back and eight times out of 10, buy the car. Actually, probably nine, probably nine out of 10. Occasionally, you'll get someone that you know doesn't end up purchasing, but it's very rare, very, very rare. In our history of MLM Rebels, we've had only two people that have left a deposit and not ended up following through and, and making a making a purchase of, of whatever they were intending. Just two. Um, so the deposit thing really, really works. And so the way you'd position it is whatever you're using for your scarcity play, which I hope you're using something for scarcity, a real thing, whatever you're using for scarcity, you basically offer to hold that thing for them if they leave a deposit. So let's say you have a you know, maybe a price decrease, which is one of the weaker scarcity plays, by the way. Maybe you have a price decrease. Maybe you offer a private coaching service with enrollments. Maybe you offer um, this new set of products or an extra product or whatever. Whatever it is that you offer to create scarcity, create urgency. Remember, urgency and scarcity are your two biggest tools to get, to get enrollments. Whatever you're using to get that urgency and scarcity, you basically say, Something to the effect of, you know, sounds good. I know you're basically waiting on, you know, XYZ check to, uh, to process or whatever. Um, I know you're waiting on XYZ check to process or you are waiting for this and this to happen before you can move forward. You know, what I'm looking for is I know what you want is everything that we've talked about. And as you know, you know, that has a very real possibility or it will run out by the time you're ready to move forward and five days, six days, seven days, two weeks, one month, whatever it is, as long as it's true, you know, blah, 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 will probably run out by that time. Now, I know that's something that's very valuable to you. Um, so here's my proposal. If, if I give you a piece of, if I give you 100% of my trust, will you give me a piece of yours? So here's what I'm thinking. You leave me a deposit. I don't care what the amount is. I literally do not care. It's not, not after that. I'm not after the money. You leave me a deposit as a, as a sign of good faith. And if you do that, I will hold XYZ special package. So when you enroll, you'll not only get everything we talked about, but you also hold your XYZ special package for you for when you sign up. What does that sound like? And when you do that, you're not always going to get it. Maybe let's call it 50% of the time, I would say is pretty average to get that deposit. If someone says no right there, that's a really good sign that everything that they told you about how interested they are is potentially a load of you know what. Um, I've had people just, I could swear they're the most interested, excited people on the planet. And the second we start talking about like really putting money on the table, like not like, oh yeah, I can do that, but like literally giving me your credit card number they start getting all squirmy and stuff like that. When that kind of stuff happens, you know that they're probably not that legit. And we're talking about literally small amounts, small amounts now with this deposit stuff, five, 50, hundred, 200, whatever. And those, those ones that get squirmy, they don't almost ever get in, ever enroll. So you know for sure, like, okay, I'll probably stop spending my time with this person. Um, it's a really, really good litmus test. And if they give you deposit, I want to say it's actually more than 9 out of 10. It's probably above 90% of people that come back and actually purchase. Again, we, we used to hold $50,000 cars for a $100 deposit. But it's amazing how these people, it's a psychological thing. They'll come back for that 100 bucks because they put 100 bucks down, they'll come back. It's quite amazing. So anyway, that's um, one of our uh, 
one of our, you call it a, a trick, hack, secret, whatever you want to call it. Um, it works incredibly well uh, if you're closing in any capacity on the phone. Um, I highly recommend you implementing it. I'd also recommend you uh, writing your sales script in a way where you have multiple levels to get in. So don't always pitch one level. And you're like, well, my, my company only gives me one level to pitch. Well, then make up new ones. Add, add stuff to it. You want two to three levels to enroll with so that you can basically drop down as you attempt your closes. So you attempt one close at you know the big price, you attempt the next close. Maybe if you can't reduce the price, you can add something to the first package that you can then remove from the second package, if that makes sense. Um, or maybe even add one in. Actually, that's what we do now that I say that out loud. We actually have things that we add in once we go for secondary closes. Um, and, uh, people that, and people that enroll right away we, we give them the, the stuff, by the way. Um, you always want to take care of your people. But you want to have three levels of packages that you can get someone in at so you can attempt multiple different closes, hopefully multiple different price points. If, uh, if it makes sense, you have to test this stuff. If it makes sense to do some variation of a payment plan, you could do that. Um, I don't personally like payment plans. My thought is if a credit card f- company won't finance someone, why should I? Um, but we do have t- certain types of uh, payment plans we've been testing that actually work good. So you can do that. Just think about this stuff, though. Don't go into this stuff blind. Know what you'll offer them and why. And then pull out your deposit uh, card if you need to. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, hopefully you have an amazing day. Hopefully this... Uh, was valuable to you. If it was, leave a review and rating down below. Let me know what you learned. And uh, with that, hopefully you have an amazing day. Talk to y'all soon. Mm-hmm.